just everybody who's a blessing and a help and just tries to lift a burden. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Luke, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you again. We thank you for your word, God. How how privileged we are, Lord, to just be able to open up our own Bible and look into your words, God, and let it speak to our hearts. We are so blessed today, Lord, to know your presence dwells in us, God, and Lord, to have that freedom, Lord, to be able to worship you today, Lord, without fear, to be able to Lord, gather together, Lord, in, in this kind of service for your glory, Lord. We love you. We praise you. And, and Lord, I ask you, please, to just anoint me. Help me to deliver your word, God, and each one of us to hear your word. Give us ears to hear. Help us to take it to heart, Lord, that we can walk out of this house and be doers of your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Luke 4, verse 17. Jesus is handed the scroll of the law and says there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Oh, I'd love for that to be the case this morning, that our eyes are just fastened on him. Amen. You can be seated. God bless you. Well, tomorrow's 4th of July. I don't know. I hope... Imagine everybody's got off and maybe you're going to eat some hamburgers or hot dog. God help us. Amen. But uh, hallelujah. I want to think, uh, talk a little bit about that today. I, uh, I think very often about how blessed we are to be able to have freedom when so many people don't in this world. I don't think we consider what a blessing that is and, and how important it is that we retain that freedom. Praise God. Where so many others uh, have to hide and worship in secret. But I think about so often that uh, the conviction that it took, the, the, the price really that it took, uh, way back even in the six, early 1600s, that, that in Europe there was, there was false religion that was, was in power, not just in the churches but in the government. And they were dictating that this is the state-run church, that this is the way you're going to worship God. And if you don't, we'll fine you. If you don't, we'll imprison you. And people began to flee that. And, and to think about just a small group, so I guess, of people, just a little over 100, that would get on a ship for three months. I'm not talking about some cruise liner. And go to... A new land without anything but a desire to be free. Yeah. A desire to not be oppressed any longer drove them. They did not know what awaited them. They did not know. And half of them died within the first three months of that winter. All for the cause of, I'd rather be free. Right. Praise God. And die for that freedom than be 
a servant or a slave to oppression. Fast forward and and look at the inception of the birth of this nation. And, and I, I think about these words that were written on that declaration of independence. Because of, again, oppression that was still being held over people. That there were men and leaders of that time that said, this is far from right. We're not just going to sit back and complain about it. Amen. And feel sorry for ourselves. And they wrote the words, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So amazing as those words are, I think it, it matters more to me. It, it, it brings a weight to those words When they conclude and say, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That men gathered together and said, they're going to destroy our reputation. We may lose everything. We may die. But we will be free. I see that kind of dedication that says, you know what, we we are now... In the eyes of many traitors and guilty of treason, we are now, in a lot of people's eyes, failures. And we may lose everything, but but this idea of liberty, this idea of being free, matters enough that together we're going to pledge this. And understand, it's much as I am so thankful for the liberty that we still experience today and so, so blessed when we can compare ourselves to so many that we are praying for in, in, in nations that, that, that still don't have that kind of liberty to pray openly like we pray. You know, it happens and where, where those rights are taken from people. But listen, that when I, when I think about we as Christians... When I think about what Jesus has done for us, when he comes and says, listen, I have come to preach deliverance to the captives. I've come to set at liberty them that are bruised. There is a spiritual bondage to sin. That is every bit as real and even eternally so much more valuable in the hearts and minds of of people all around the world. And Jesus came to set captives free. Jesus came to to break the the bondage of the enemy over our lives. Sadly, so many have been deceived and told that that uh that they are free. Jesus in John 8 if we can turn to it. John the 8th chapter Verse 31, then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, it's not enough just to get a hold of something when you're 12 years old somewhere. It's not enough just to kind of uh, come to the Lord, but continuing in his word. He said, then you are my disciples indeed. And listen to this, you shall know the truth and the truth shall 
make you free. Amazing. Now, he's talking to some religious people with religious heritage, a strong religious background. They answered him. They're talking to Jesus now. We be Abraham's seed. Do you hear that self-righteousness? Not here's my character, here's my kindness, here's my forgiveness. Hey, listen to me. I've been doing this. My grandfather, my great-grandfather been in this longer than you've been around. We were never in bondage to any man. Hmm. Deception. You know, we're, 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 we're Israelites. We're children of, uh, of Abraham. We've never known bondage. We're free. Um, Egypt? Hmm, Babylon? Um, open your eyes and see the Roman soldiers who are occupying your land right now. That you can't do anything without permission from Caesar? That even the, the, the money that you have to use in your, ta- in your temple is, has got to have his image on it? You've never been in bondage? But what about sin? It's what Jesus was talking about. Jesus was going past the understanding of Egyptian slave owners and Pharaoh. He was going past the idea of Babylon taking them captive and bringing them in to another land and changing their names and changing their culture, trying to assimilate them into the Babylonian ways and religions. He's going way past Rome and Caesar and the government that was oppressing them even at that time. Talking about their hearts and their sin. Because he goes on and says, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth. He's saying, you don't have, you, when you come to me, you're not a servant. You're, you're my child. And if the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Hey, if you're not free this morning, if you don't feel the liberty of a God's presence in your life, God offers it to you today. Choose that life. Because sin's lied to people. Sin's lied to people. Sin tells you there's freedom in sin. We try to destroy all the consequences of sin, try to overlook them, try to legitimize it, but it's bondage. People are hurting. People are depressed. People are, 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 are alone. They, people that feel disconnected from God. It's, it's bondage. And sin says, oh, I'm going to set you free and give you whatever you want. And it's a lie. It brings bondage. It brings hurt. False religions lied. Traditions of man that give us another Christ, another Jesus, one that's not the true Lord of the Bible. False religion that says if you follow this tradition, if you follow this, this ceremony, and, and you can have your way and still be bound in your sin, but still follow us and generally give your money to us, you'll be free. It's a lie. False religion is a lie. False religion doesn't break the chains of addiction. False religion doesn't break the guilt of and the shame of past failures and give you a new life. And false religion doesn't just going through the motions of uh, of what you have been told a Christian is doesn't free your mind of uh, of the darkness that that overwhelms you. 
But the truth is that Jesus said, I come to give life. I've come to give liberty. I've come to give an abundant life in you. Amen. I've come to give freedom from that. Because the Son will make you free. He'll make you free indeed. Not just words, but freedom in your heart. If you're sitting in church but you, and you're lifting up your hands and you're singing the songs, but there's not really freedom in your heart, God's come to give you that. I've seen people say, well, I've tried and it didn't work. Oh, no, no, no. God sets you free. You don't try to go through the motions. You don't try to look like a Christian and act like a Christian. You let Jesus in and he does the work. Amen. You don't try. You surrender. You don't try. You just give in to God. Amen. Say, I'm trying so hard. Stop and give in. Stop and surrender and say, God, let your will be done, not my will, and you'll be free. Hallelujah. God's so good. The truth is that your best is filthy rags. Filthy rags. Your best is altogether vanity. You need a savior. Oh, who do you think you're talking to? Just flesh and blood like me. My best, your best. We need Jesus. And I can try to pull myself up and try real hard. And you know what? Inside, I'm just spinning my wheels and I'm not getting anywhere. But when you just give in to God and say, Lord, you save me now. I give it all to you. You're free. The chains are lifted. I've seen it so often. It's, you know what, uh, people are just, you know, fight against God and fight against truth. And they just give in, start yielding to God, trust God's goodness and mercy. And, and God fills them with the Holy Ghost. And I can see it from across the room. Maybe I'm not hearing the sound of, uh, of their worship, but I can see the light just come on in their eyes. I can see the, the change of their countenance because they're free. They've gone from life, from death to life, from darkness to light. Freedom. Freedom. That's not who I am. Freedom. That's, that's my guilt isn't on me anymore. He took it from me. Liberty. Peace. That passes understanding. All the penance you can do, all the trying to work off your bad karma, all the trying, trying, trying. It's just, it's defeat. It's bondage. I'm not good enough. I got to try to be better. And you fail. But Jesus brings life. Romans, the sixth chapter. Hallelujah. Thank God for liberty. Thank God for freedom. Thank God for the truth. I've lied to myself. I've allowed false religion and sin to lie to me for years. I've allowed myself to believe I'll be okay. I'll be all right. Just give me some time. I'm going to, I'm going to get it right this time. You know, I'm not, what do you think? I'm some kind of loser. Well, you know what? You would have been right. <laughs> Cause that's where I was living just right there in Loserville. <laughs> Amen. But he made me free and he started to change my life and started to rearrange some things. Romans, the sixth chapter, verse 15. What then shall we sin? You mean be lied to? Being living a lie? You mean be bound? Is that what you think living for Jesus is? I can keep on sinning because I'm not under the law anymore? See, the law was the old covenant, but to try to impose the law in the New Testament, that's false religion. That's self-righteousness. Amen. You need Jesus. And just because you're not under the law, does that mean you're under grace? That now you can just continue in sin? That's a lie. 
God's delivered me from a lie. He's shown me that sin is, was no good for me. It was bondage. Why say, I've got Jesus and I've got my sin because he's so good to me. No, he got me out of that mud, that dirt, that filth, that death. Because we're under, not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. Listen, know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom you, you obey, whether un, of sin. You want to obey sin? Okay, death is coming. And I'm not just talking about ultimately separation from God in hell. Because that is death, because Jesus is life. And when you get separated from him, not just talking about a physical death where you're separated from, from, from your breath, but also separated from God. But a life, can I say a living that isn't living? A living that is empty, without peace, without joy. Bible says, whether of sin, you're going to obey sin. Understand there will be consequences. Sin unto death or obedience. Hey, guess what? There'll be consequences. When you obey God, there's consequences of righteousness. Consequences of blessing. Amen. But God be thanked that you were. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's me. That's you. We were. Somebody say were. Were the servants of sin. Slaves. Bound. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Don't ever be afraid of that word obedience to obey. That just means I've surrendered my life to God. Let his will be done in my life, not my will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means I make decisions and say, God, your will be done. I want to do what you want me to do. Amen. I want to do what pleases God. I've had people condemn me and say, oh, what are you trying to do? Always trying to please God. Well, he's so good. Why wouldn't you? His ways are good. He's got good intentions for me. If I follow him, why would I do anything but obey him? Amen. God be thanked. Praise God that you were servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, the teaching which was delivered to you. Being then made free from sin, you become the servants of of righteousness now. Now I serve God. I love God. I, I follow him. Amen. God's so good. I speak after the manner of men because the infirmity of your flesh talking to you because I know your flesh is weak. I know you struggle for as you have yielded your members servants unto uncleanness. Somebody say that's a choice. You've yielded. I'm going to get some pushback. I'm going to get some temptation, if you will. But I've got to decide who I yield to. I've got to make that decision. That's in me. God's not going to make you. God's not going to make you obey him. But he'll say, hey, here's here's blessings and honor. Are you getting sick and tired of the, the wages of sin? Are you tired yet? God will say, you know what? I'll wait till you get tired. Help us, Lord. Being made free from sin, you become servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members to servants of unclean, to uncleanness and to iniquity, unto iniquity, here's what we need to do. Even so, yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. The thing that's exciting about this is I know that every line of this that tells me to obey God, to yield to God, to do his right, to serve righteousness, I can't do that in myself. I have to be, the chains need to be broken. I need God to help me. And when he helps me, I choose that. I love that. Amen. 
The Old Testament talks about a servant that's that's given his life, not some slave like American slavery has 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 failed so poorly such a such a horrible sin of our nation but but someone who has become a servant they they're paying off debts like a job that says i I, i'll work for you well you can live here and we'll feed you but you're going to take care of this house and okay and then after a while we're going to let you go and we're going to we're going to let you go and and at the end of that term that has been come to that servant has the ability to say i don't want to leave you've been so good to me I have a choice to walk out of there and uh, walk out of here. And but but can you can I just stay and not because I have to, but because I love you and you've been so good to me. That's the kind of servant that we are to God. For when you were servants of sin, well, back up a minute. I speak after the matter of the infirmity of your flesh. Verse 19 even so, at the end of this verse says, even so now yield your members to, as servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then? How does that work? How'd that work for you? So I got my way. I know how it worked for me. And my eyes are wide open. If I see, if I've seen a better deal in the. Many years I've been living for God. <laughs> Several. <laughs> Praise God, I haven't. I've always said, if I can see something better, I'm going to take it. Praise the Lord. If I can see something better, God's given us such a good deal. And when I see, when I had it my way, what were the fruits? What were the results? What did it produce in you? I can tell you I wasn't happy. Oh, I didn't, I'm not going to say you didn't see me smile and I didn't have a few good times. Pleasure is sin in it for a season. Sure. But true fulfillment, empty. Meaning of life that I felt like I could, no, no, didn't think there was such a thing. What fruit had you in those things? The, the despair, the, the emptiness, the, the bondage was very real. The more this world tries to legitimize that everybody struggles, everybody's hurting, everybody, and it's just right, it's good, and we're going to validate that, the more people realize I'm empty and I have, I need God. No matter how many get together and say, hey, we, we, this is, this is victory, this is confidence, this is power, empowerment, we need God to truly have victory and liberty in our hearts. What fruit had you in those things whereof you now are ashamed for the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin, you become servants to God and have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life for the wage of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Galatians five tells those that were trying to go back for some reason uh, into false religion, into legalism. And he said, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What a great message. To tell people, listen, you know sin has not done you any favors. You can see your life and where it's gone and where, where it's taken you rather. And you can, you know the, the needs of your heart to, to be free and the desires to have liberty in your spirit. Yeah. 
Matthew, the 10th chapter. You would think what an amazing message that everything in you that's bruised can be healed, bound, you can be set free. Could you ever find anything wrong with Jesus and with his gospel? Good news. Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, I don't see anything but good in those. Jesus is coming to town, and he's got some helpers with him, some followers with him. Now, we're going to go through this town, and we're going to be a blessing. We're going to help. We're going to see people hurting. We're going to be a friend. We're going to heal. We're going to see people set free. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Nothing but good. Drop down to verse 7. And as you go, Jesus is talking to his disciples, preach. Saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. No strings attached. We're not selling merchandise. We're not, we're, we're just being a blessing, being a help. Telling people the truth. And if you drop down to verse 16. He's still talking to them. He said, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, harmless as doves. But beware of men. Why? Can you imagine? I don't know, maybe at this time, maybe they had not really experienced. I mean, I would think that they might feel like I had felt at one time. <laughs> this is great. Everybody in my family is going to want it. Stuff I could never quit. Now God just took it from me. And he keeps on cleaning me up. He's changed the way I think. He's changed the way I talk. He's changed the things I want and and the things I enjoy. He just, it just keeps getting better. I love this so much. Wow, everybody's going to be so excited. Not going to hurt anybody. Not going to use anybody. Not going to sell anything. Not gonna, not gonna try. Just, just tell people how good Jesus is, and everybody, my family, my friends, they're, they're gonna love it. And some of those people, oh, you know what? I used to look up to them. They were always the ones that were saying they were praying for me. Wait till they find out that God really brings victory and, and, and really cleans your life out and, and breaks the chains of all those addictions and all the things that were hurting me. And, and I just love it. They're gonna think this is the best thing coming. It's never been around. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. What? Wait a minute. Did I miss something? Jesus, we're going to see the sick healed, people with leprosy cleansed, people that are bound by the devil delivered. We're going to preach good news to them. And they're going to what? Arrest us? Scourge us? For what? Why would they scourge us? What crime are we going to commit? They shall deliver you up. Wait, back up a little bit. You shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake. Your sake? You've done nothing but good. 
what did you ever do? What crime have you ever committed, Jesus? They're going to love what? I, I think I'm missing something because you're talking about going to court. And what, what are they going to have against you? You should be brought up before governors, kings for my sake, testimony against them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. And then, whoa, okay, I get it now. They might misunderstand at first, but when the Holy Ghost starts speaking and I just, I'm not even thinking about it, but God, they're going to, I'm going to feel that. I know when you're talking through me, God, and it's not me. And they're going to feel that too. They're going to, they're going to say, whoo, I got to get, I got to get right, man. I want what you got. Man, when you start talking and I feel the goosebumps all coming off of you, I, and I know it's the Holy Ghost talking through you, and I know that's not the the, the same person I used to know. That's not that same uh, same one. I, I oh, they're gonna okay. Now I get it. And brother shall deliver up brother to death, and father the child. This is Jesus talking. You can't mean that. Family bonds. Hatred? Children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death? And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Wow. What's going on? The point that I want to make first is that after that pep talk... (laughs) After that motivational speech from Jesus, what do you think they did? I've got plans. <laughs> hey, guys, let's have a picnic. They went out. Did everything Jesus told them to do. Why in the world would they do something like that? Why would you, under threat of death and betrayal, still go out and heal the sick? And raise the dead and cast out devils. Why? Because there was something more important to them than popular opinion. There was something more important to them than their own comfort. There was something more important to them than ease and wealth. They were able to say, you know what, guys? This is truth. And everybody's not going to love it. But it is what they need. And it does, it is God's will. And it is right. And I see my family lost. And I see my friends bound. And I see this world so in turmoil and bondage to the devil. And God offers liberty. And it's worth more to me to try to see somebody set free than to be loved. I don't like being anything but loved. I don't like being an enemy. I don't like being hated. But to live a lie and live in a way that validates bondage, that legitimizes what causes the pain in this world, sin, there's more things more valuable. And I feel like in this last day, there needs to be Christians that say, this, this gospel, this truth that God set me free with is more important than anything. Praise the Lord. It, 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 it's, it's who I am. It's, it, it's, it's what I, I know is it's the, 
It's truth. It's not my truth. It's truth. And the truth has made me free. Amen. He goes on and says, make sure I, in verse 23, but when they persecute you in this city, persecution is something that Christians have known all along because they stood up, not because they were evil, not because they were trying to hurt anybody or do anybody wrong. We're going to get to maybe the reason they're persecuted, but the fact is they, they kept on going. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. They didn't look for a place to hide. When they persecuted you in this city, flee to another city. Start over again. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man cometh. The disciples not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Listen to this. Listen. It is enough that the disciple, for the disciple that he be as his master and that the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? They'll say you're of the devil. They said it to Jesus. And he said they're not they're They're going to do that. In one place, he says they will deliver you up to your death, thinking that feeling like they're doing God a favor, feel like they're doing God's service. Well, this is probably my least favorite topic to talk about (laughs) persecution. Nobody is excited about that. But listen to me. I'm telling you that there needs to be this, this deep conviction that is missing in Christians today that says this is, this is truth. This is my Lord. This is, this is worth more than anything to me. That I'll stand for what I know is right. I'll stand for what I know is God's will and God's kingdom. Because the Pharisees of that day, remember now, how sad is it? How sad is that people don't realize today that it is the self-righteousness that is a part of the system of false religion, man-made religion, that cried out and convinced the crowd to crucify Jesus. That here is God with us, Emmanuel. Timothy said, God manifested in the flesh. And here he is loving, serving. And they cry out, crucify him. Crucify him. It was in the name of religion. He said that he's going to destroy the temple. Kill him. He, he, he said he's equal to God. Kill him. Wait. They weren't worried about. They Listen to me. They weren't worried about their temple. They weren't worried about who he claimed to be. They weren't worried about the name of God or, or, or who was God. But look, John 12 will show you the heart of, of false religion. John 12, 42 Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. But because the Pharisees, they did not confess him. In their hearts, they knew what was right. I've seen a lot of times in my life and my ministry where people attacked and they 
tore down, tried to destroy, tried to do as much damage and hurt as they could. How sad that is. And then somewhere along the line, they kind of give themselves up and say, I, I always knew it was right. So what's the difference? They would not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. I was talking about these men, these patriots that said we, we'd rather not have our sacred honor. We would rather not have the, the, the reputation because this principle is more important than anything. Christians today need to recognize that popular opinion can't be our goal. To love Jesus. Well, Jesus himself said, woe unto them when men shall. Well, let me read it. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. God, you're, you're making the cross heavy. Because all my life I just thought. When I when I serve you and I live for you and I finally come to you, everybody's just going to love this and because it's all just so good. But some people value popular opinion, the praise of man. Some people have been lied to about their sins and somehow that that's victory. Somehow that's liberty. Jesus said, I'll make you free. And that freedom is so real and so valuable that it's worth more than any. Of the praises of man. Matthew 24. In closing. We uh, read in Matthew 10. A very similar portion of scripture. I want to end with this. Matthew 24. He's talking about the pestilences. He's talking about the earthquakes. In different places. He's talking about the wars. And the rumors of wars. And he goes on. and says all these things are. The beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you. They shall be. You should be hated of all nations for my name's sake. There's a lot of people, listen, there's a lot of mistakes that have been made by so-called Christians. There's a lot of things that have been done that have been evil in the name of Jesus. Things that have been horrible in the name of church or religion or the, the kingdom of God, certainly. But we're not talking about Imposters. We're not talking about self-serving religious people that are using the name of Jesus for their own kingdom. But the Bible says his children in the last days will be afflicted and be hated. And many shall be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many because the iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. There's help. That endurance isn't in your conviction, so to speak. But when you have conviction to say, I love Jesus, I know his truth has made me free. I don't want to walk in a lie, live in a lie, tell myself that it's okay, it's all right. Believe what the enemy is trying to put in me. I know what it means to be free. You're going to get the strength you need day by day. You're going to draw close to God and get his strength and make it. God's got victory for his children. God's got, but it's not always in the, it's not always in the form of everything going our way. It's not in, always in the form of everybody loving us and everybody agreeing with us and everybody, everything being comfortable and at ease, but it is in the form of being close to God. Though none go with me, I'm still going to follow him. 
and that my my value system, my my understanding of what really matters is more than my my comfort zone. It's more than my what people think about me. Right. Amen. Yeah. I've had I'll tell you something and some of some of this just to be very, very uh, transparent this past week since the last time you've seen me, I've cried real tears of just God, you've been so good to me. God, you have answered prayers and you've done some amazing things and it's been overwhelming to me to enough to to have tears come roll down my cheeks. But I've also cried tears of hurt, which doesn't happen to me very often. But I've seen times where it just hurts so bad that, God, I need you more today. But to say I'm giving up, to say I'm walking back, to say it's too hard. No, no, I just need more of you, Jesus, because it's truth, because God has made us free. Not free from, from, from the opinions of man, not free from, from hurt or trials, but free from the lies that sin is anything but bondage. Thank God. In this last day, the devil's fighting hard, I know. We're going through difficult times. You're facing hard times. I said it last night in prayer meeting. I said it again this morning, and let me say it one more time. Sometimes the battles are more than what you ever expected. Sometimes the, 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 the hardships are, 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 the burdens are heavier than you ever expected to bear. But God is there to give you the strength, the love, the closeness of his presence to take you through. He'll be there for you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you always. And that means more than anything. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. Jesus told us the truth. Sometimes the truth is, it costs you to tell the truth. We can see that in his life. We can see that in his disciples. How sad it is. What a commentary on the condition of this world that Jesus and each one of his disciples, not one, met a natural end. I would say even John, who was exiled, and, but each and every one martyred, hated. Maybe somebody here today, you're facing that kind of hard trial, the hurt that comes from persecution. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through today, but God God knows the battle you're fighting, and maybe there's a pain there that you're dealing with, and you're saying, I, I only try to do what's right. I only try to, to live for God, and, and, and I'm getting the, the resp- response I didn't expect. I don't understand why people don't just see that this is so amazing and it's truth and it's it's liberty maybe in that persecution like so many throughout history that have been given an option go ahead and just recant just give in you'll be alright God still loves you but it'll be so much easier. Maybe you're being tempted to just compromise. 
But Jesus said the truth will make you free. like to feel the disappointment when you just know people are going to see the change in you. They're going to see the the light that comes through you. They're going to see the the victory that you finally have. And you're you're not who you were now. You've been changed. They can't deny it. You're a new creation. They're going to love that. They're going to get excited about that. They're going to want that for themselves. And and you just want to help people. You want to help them see the truth. You want to help them be free. Because you've never really felt more alive now that you have that abundant life. But you get a cold shoulder. You get hurtful words sometimes. How hard it is to realize you've We've lost friends, not because we've looked for a debate, not because we've tried to be harsher, but just shining a light and being a Christian. Oh, help us, Lord. But our goal is not to just have the praise of men, but to hear well done. Keep loving, church. Keep serving. Even when you're hurt, keep being a friend. Keep being a being kind. But don't give up. Don't back down. Don't compromise. Don't go back into the the bondage of sin. Oh, help us, Lord. Let's all find a place to pray. God, we need you. We need you, Lord. You see the the burden, the pressure, Lord God, that your people are going through. You know the Lord, who needed this the most this morning. You see, Lord, just somebody maybe that's experiencing hatred. Somebody that's experiencing hurt, God. Persecution. Oh, in Jesus' name. See you. 
there is. When I see courage throughout history of men and women that stand for principles, they have convictions that will not waver no matter what kind of pressure has been put on them, their lives. And I look at the church and I look at God's people and I say, God, we have an eternal truth, God. We have an eternal Savior. Help us, Lord, not to waver. Help us, Lord, to stand with our convictions, to stand in your strength and in your power. your children to have your light and your truth in our homes Lord to have Christian homes that stand against the culture and say Lord your will be done what pleases you not what's acceptable in the day to have it in our homes and take it with us throughout this world. We're in this world, the Bible says, not of it. God, when there's a difference, let the world see how good you are in us. Let them see the, the life, the liberty, the power of your presence in our lives. And help us not to waver for the praise of men. Let's all stand. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for brothers and sisters that are real, brothers and sisters that love you and love you, Lord, first with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. God, just, I pray you minister your help and your strength to each one, Lord, as they fight the battles, as they feel the pressure, the burdens, Lord, of the day. Help each one to have your strength, God, today more than ever before. But God, I pray you just go with us. Keep us, Lord, as we travel on these highways. Keep us in safety, Lord. Let your angels encamp around each and every one, Lord. Keep us in health and in safety. And Lord, shine your light, God. Shine that light through us, God, that they would see how great you are. We love you. We thank you. We ask it all in Jesus' great name. Amen. 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 God bless you, church. God bless you.